0: One of the biggest surprises in the GOP race for president is the campaign of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The media are making a new push to mask up. Plus, while yet off on another vacation, Joe Biden decides to finally visit Maui. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is the 13 Minute News Out. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his seemingly endless string of false starts, campaign shakeups, and message restructuring in his quest to become the 2024 GOP presidential nominee. I must say I've never seen anything like this before. In DeSantis, we have an incredibly popular and effective governor. In 2018, DeSantis won the Florida governor's race by about 33,000 votes. In 2022, he won reelection by 1.5 million votes. Not only did he transform Florida into a red state, he created Democrat converts as well. It's the type of results you want to see in a leader. And those results propelled DeSantis to the top of the presidential contenders list other than former President Trump. So what happened? How did such promise falter as at least so far, so badly, and so quickly? Well, there are a number of factors at work. First, when jumping into a presidential race, these candidates start employing the presidential experts, the ones with experience on national campaigns. The problem is that people love DeSantis for what he did and is doing as governor. And all of those successes suddenly seemed to go quiet as the DeSantis team was focusing on national and international issues. Next, even when focusing on those issues, inconsistency emerged. So people are left wondering what DeSantis actually believes. One perfect example is DeSantis on the issue of Ukraine. Earlier this year, DeSantis was asked about the U.S. involvement in Ukraine and the billions and billions of dollars we have sent over to that country. Here's what DeSantis said. Tonight, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is likely running for president, declared protecting Ukraine against Russia is not in the vital national interest of the U.S. DeSantis saying, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. He adds, the Biden administration's virtual blank check for as long as it takes distracts from our country's most pressing challenges. Now, to me, that position from DeSantis is 100% right on, and I was so happy to hear it. Basically, the only ones who share that position are Trump, DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Following DeSantis's comments, the Democrats blasted him, and so did other members of the Washington establishment. Senator John Cornyn saying he was disturbed by the DeSantis statement. Others implying the Florida governor is out of his depth. Obviously, he's, he's busy running a big state, but if he's interested in the bigger states, he probably he probably needs to get boned up on it. Well, I don't know what he's trying to do or what the goal is. Obviously, he doesn't deal with foreign policy every day as governor. What happened next? Rather than saying, yes, this is what I believe, Desantis's team went into panic mode and walked back those statements and instead started talking with about the Putin is a war criminal and saying money should continue to flow to the Ukraine government. That's just one example. Another big problem is that so far, the campaign is not sticking to its obvious and core messaging, or at least what I think the messaging should be. The issue for any challenger is to make the case that a different candidate would not only continue the extremely popular America First agenda, but can win in November 2024 and bring other Republicans with him or her. With Ramaswamy and DeSantis, being the only two in the field that have shown an embrace of that agenda, then those are the two who are in the best position to make that argument. DeSantis is failing. Since Trump won in 2016, Republicans lost the House in 2018, the Senate in 2020. And even though Trump was not on the ballot in 2022, he was still the focus of the Democrats' campaign, which greatly stifled what was thought to be a red wave. So messaging of a contender should be, I embrace those policies. I will fight for you and I will do it in a way that brings people together. Now, if someone did put that playbook together, I think they accidentally sent it to Ramaswamy instead of DeSantis, because Ramaswamy is actually doing it. Vivek recently had a discussion caught on video with an LGBTQ activist, and not only was Ramaswamy able to lay out our conservative principles clearly and concisely, the two were able to thank each other for a civil conversation when it was done. That is what Americans want to see. On the flip side, DeSantis really put his foot in his mouth this weekend with comments on Trump supporters. We have a strand in our, in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread unless you're kissing his rear end. They will somehow call you a rhino. You're not rooted in principle. Uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, th- that's not going to be a durable movement. Wow. Comparing Trump supporters to listless vessels? It's so bad. And as you might expect, many comparisons are being drawn to this famous comment Be grossly generalistic. You could put. Half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables, right? Was this DeSantis' deplorables moment? Trump is the massive frontrunner. That means to chop into that lead, you need to win over a portion of his supporters. So I don't know if insulting his supporters is the best way to win over the supporters. What do you think? Maybe we will see a new strategy at the GOP debate on Wednesday night. I will definitely be watching because I want to see what message these candidates will deliver in order to increase their support. I've laid out what I think the strategy should be. Do You think DeSantis or anyone else will do it? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about the new COVID variant. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, if you didn't know before, you soon will, but COVID is on the rise again, and the media and government want you to be freaked out about it. Yes, there has been an uptick in cases, but this is now literally like the flu. COVID will never go away. It's here to stay. So each year, there'll be rises and dips, just like the flu. The problem is twofold. One, it's called COVID. So even if it's mild and basically everyone in the country has had it once, or multiple times, you are supposed to stop what you're doing and have a meltdown. Two, because it's COVID, the media government and leftist infiltrated medical establishment will try once again to push boosters, masks, and maybe even more. We know from clinical studies that masks don't work for viruses. That's a fact. And that fact was actually known even before the pandemic. But now new studies have come out and confirmed the same thing. And yet, you can bet that the CDC and other government entities will soon be pushing the non-science. Here's an update from Newsmax guest, Dr. Frank Contasessa. Yeah, and the drums are starting to beat again. Uh, You're starting to see headlines uh, that the hospitalizations, uh, well, you see the headlines, the hospitalizations have surged. Um, They were up 14% uh, over the last week or two, which uh, still falls far below the levels that we saw during the, the heart of the pandemic and even just a year ago. So. Yeah, we are seeing a little bit of a, of a rise, and I've even seen some, some additional cases in the office. But by and large, they've been really mild. Um, you know, and when I say mild, you know, some people are still very sick. I don't want people to think that if you get uh, one of the newer strains of COVID and, you know, Dr. Frank is saying, hey, these are really mild, you know, you, you might still feel pretty lousy for a few days. But people, for the, by and large, are not going to the hospital. They're not having severe outcomes. Consciousnessor was also questioned about the renewed push for COVID boosters. And that the situation is becoming like the flu, where it's just an ongoing pattern of shot after shot after shot for the rest of our lives. Despite what people like Dr. Contessa might say, we still have the medical-industrial complex that pushes science aside, not only for profit, but also for control. The fallout from the mass acceptance of arbitrary social distancing, masks, and lockdowns is that it becomes more likely that it will be imposed again in the future, or at least attempted. We see that happening now with masks. A mask can be your best friend. Keep it private. Back in time, we've had them in our pockets, in our coats, in our backpacks. Time to bring them out again. Especially as the school season starts, we don't want to see kids missing school for things that we could have prevented. You should be wearing masks in crowded areas, especially during a surge. Uh, but uh, what about at home uh, when you're walking on the street? So, certainly at home it works if you want to reduce household transmission. Just because you think you're done with COVID doesn't mean that virus is not still circulating. Letting our guard down how? Well, we're not masking as much, for example, in public transportation, so on the plane, I'm not masking anymore. Should we? Should we? Well, if you're in a crowded indoor I... public space, mm-hmm. you might want to. So there you have it. We're going to see these seasonal surges. But that doesn't mean anyone has done something wrong. That's this happens because people don't comply with the government. It happens because that is how viruses work. They rise and fall and mutate. And we can't let that be a reason for government to step in and push science aside ever again. And next, a quick update on the devastation in Maui. First, as I covered on the previous show, so much of the human error component of the Maui wildfires response was the result of left-wing political ideology and incompetence. Recall these statements from Kaleo Manuel, the man tasked with managing water resources and the man who waited hours before providing water relief so that residents might have a chance to fight the fires. We've become used to looking at water as like something which we use and not necessarily something that we revere as that thing that gives us life, right? I mean, to me, it's a shift in value set. Um, And, you know, if we can start to really look at how we as humans in an island um, can reconnect to that traditional value set. So really, my motto is always like, let water connect us and not divide us. Like we, we can share it, but it requires true conversations about equity. Well, that guy has now joined Herman Adaya, the emergency management administrator, as those who have resigned for their complete failure to do their jobs. As reported by the Post Millennial, Manuel waited for more than five hours to allow the water to be made available to Maui firefighters at the request of West Maui Land Company. In addition, Joe Biden is now planning to visit the island on Monday after weathering major criticism for refusing to even comment on the wildfire devastation. President, any comments the death on Maui? Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? The Biden administration has claimed that they are responding and have been responding to the wildfires. So why has he refused to comment and instead has gone on yet another vacation? Here's an update. Aides to the president say his administration's response to the wildfires has been robust and well-coordinated with local officials and responders. But as the death toll in Lahaina on Maui rose in the early period of the crisis, the chief executive drew criticism for public statements that appeared at times belated, boilerplate, or missing altogether with Mr. Biden on vacation for several days, at one point declining to comment. So what do you think the reception will be? Despite the rhetoric from the White House, local residents have painted a clear picture of a go it along situation where the only help seems to be from local residents. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And Remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.